I'm back with another solo episode for you. I don't do these often. If you've been listening to my show for a while, you know that for the last six years, there's been few and far between a solo episode with just me talking the entire time. Usually I'm doing these long form interviews with guests. But last week I read one of my recent articles from The Fullest, a magazine I write for every single month. And I got a great response. It seemed that many of you enjoyed that. I got some really, really nice notes, not just about the fact that I was reading an article on the podcast, but also that they really related to the content of that article, which was about my first hangover and how that was the healthiest thing to ever happen to me, basically. There's more to it, but go back and listen to that episode if you're curious. But this week, I thought I would kind of read and just talk about a article that I wrote for The Fullest about seven ways to enjoy your experience of the holidays more. And I'll talk about that. And then I'll do my likes and learns segment at the end where I talk about something I enjoyed and I liked and then something I learned in the last week. And honestly, this is a break. After this, I'm going to be gone for three weeks. I keep being the podcast that cried break. And then I keep doing a new episode every week. But honestly, I was planning to be off for the last two weeks, but I just, you know, I have a podcast and I wanted to share things with you. So I couldn't stay away, but these next three weeks, I will be staying away. So I won't talk to you guys again until January 16th. So in that time, if you're new, go back into the archive. There's 250 episodes in there, and I would love for you to check them out. And another housekeeping thing before we get into the sponsors that are making this episode possible, but I just want to tell you, I'm still doing a giveaway. I'm doing another giveaway, another holiday giveaway for you guys. I just want to send a care package of things I'm loving and I really like, and I want to share with you. I want to send a personal note. I wish I, like I said last week, I wish I could send one to every single one of you not only a personalized note, but a gift. I love giving personalized gifts to people, but it's just, you know, it's looking like that's not going to be possible this year to send you all a gift. There's a bunch of you. So I'm going to just choose one per episode and do a giveaway. So same thing as last time. If you already submitted last time, no worries. I'm going to pick one person who submitted last time and then another person for this time. So all you need to do is go comment on my most recent photo. If you did it last time, you can enter again. The most recent photo on my Instagram, follow me on Instagram and just comment the Christmas tree, the evergreen tree. It can be either the decorated one for Christmas or just, I honestly prefer, but it's up to you. The one that's not decorated, just the actual earthy evergreen tree. I think that's just a more beautiful emoji if you ask me. So put that on my most recent photo, which will let me know that you are entering the giveaway And leave a review on iTunes if you haven't done that already. And then shoot an email to info at katiedelbot.com to let me know that you've done that. And I'll write back and I'll get your address and your size if I need it. And we'll just go from there. That's that. The other housekeeping thing is I am so excited to see a bunch of you at Kerpalu for my Let It Out New Year's Eve sleepover extravaganza. I am so excited 
to be at Kripalu. It's one of my favorite places in the world. They have Ayurvedic food and silent breakfast and beautiful grounds that you can hike on. And I've never been there in the winter, but I hear it's lovely and I would love for you to come. There are still a few spots available. So if you don't have New Year's Eve plans and you want to come to Massachusetts and hang out with me and my boyfriend, Nick, and a bunch of other really cool, special people who listen to this podcast, I would love to have you. And I think it's going to be a really great way to remix our resolutions and start 2019 on a really positive, inspiring, fun. It's going to be really fun, honestly, note. So I'd love to have you. Link is in the show notes to sign up. Or if you just go to Kripalu's website, you should be able to find it in the calendar. Thank you so much for listening. If you're a new listener, welcome. I hope you go back into the archive, especially while we're on a break. And if you've been listening for a while, gosh, it means so much to me. You know, I I just... Today I sat down to record this. I've got my tea. It's really sunny in my room. And I just feel like I'm calling a friend and getting to share how I'm feeling. And I'm so grateful that anyone listens and much less a bunch of people, a bunch of really cool people. I couldn't be happier. And every time we get to connect in the listener Facebook group, it makes me really joyful and happy. And this is so earnest. And yeah, I'm just really grateful. Let's get into thanking the sponsors that I'm also really grateful for, for making this episode possible. I kind of can't believe that products and companies that I use anyway, and I love genuinely help support this podcast and make it possible. And one of them is Sustain. I love the company Sustain so much. I use their products. They make 100% organic and paraben-free, no synthetic ingredients, completely vagina-friendly products, and they'll deliver them right to your door. They make all sorts of period products. So anything that you would want for your period, tampons, and they even make these period underwear that I tried last period. And I loved them. They're really great, really cool. And you might already know, but your vagina is really porous. So it's really important that whatever you put in there is organic and doesn't have any nasty chemicals. And you can be sure that Sustain makes sure of that. I also use their condoms and their sex wipes and they have like all sorts of sexual health products. I even had the founder Minka on my podcast as a guest years ago, well before they were a sponsor. And I love her. She actually founded the company with her father who has deep roots in creating natural products. Jeffrey, her father, was actually the founder of Seventh Generation, which you might know and use. And anyway, so they came together to create this company, Sustain, for women's sexual and reproductive health. We'll put the link to my episode with Minka in the show notes. But if you want to try any of their products from their tampons or pads or liners or their reusable period underwear that I mentioned or any of their sex products, you can use the code let it out at checkout that gets you 20% off your order. So again, you can get 20% off your first time order with free shipping when you go to sustainnatural.com and use the code let it out at checkout. Again, that's 20% off and free shipping with the code let it out. Thank you so much, Sustain. I really love them. And they make these vagina-friendly products that put women's bodies first. And I'm really grateful for that. 
tis the season other than the holidays also for getting sick and knock on wood i haven't gotten sick and i think it might be because or at least partly because of my care of vitamins they're so easy i don't forget to take them because they come right to my door they come in these individualized packs that make it really easy for travel and they're curated to exactly what my body needs and how do they do that you just go to their website and you take a fun quiz that asks you questions about your diet and your health goals and how much you sleep how much you poop it takes like five minutes and then they'll figure out the supplements that you specifically need and i really love them they source the best ingredients it's easy to remember to take them because they come right to your door your monthly subscription box can be easily modified at any time a portion of their sales goes to the good plus foundation which provides expectant mothers in need valuable prenatal vitamins and i just i think that's wonderful and they even have an app now where you can track when you take your vitamins when you remember to take them and you can earn rewards which i think is really cool all of their packages are editable and they even have pre and postnatal supplements. I think that's really helpful. This might be a great gift and I just, I really do think that they're the best. So to get 25% off your first month of personalized Cara vitamins, visit takecareof.com and enter the code Katie at checkout. Again, for 25% off your first month of personalized Cara vitamins, visit takecareof.com and enter the code Katie at checkout. K-A-T-I-E. All right, you guys, here's a little audiobook version of an article I wrote recently for The Fullest. Last week when I read my article, someone said in a message to me, I think on Instagram, I got several messages actually saying something similar, but they were like, look, I'm not really a reader. I don't like reading long articles. One person said that she was dyslexic and she had trouble reading long articles and that's why she really likes podcasts. I also really enjoy podcasts and sometimes I don't have the time to read or if I'm reading, especially on the computer, I'll get distracted or a notification will come in or I'll click a hyperlink. And then I have all these tabs open of things I want to read, but I never end up reading them until I'm on an airplane without internet, which I'll get to in a little bit because I was on an airplane and I did do a lot of reading and I'm going to summarize some of those things in the likes and learn section. But for now, going back to the fact that sometimes it's hard to read articles on the internet, I thought I would kind of talk through this one that I wrote and read it slash talk about it as I go. The holidays are such an interesting time and this is my attempt to chat about them with you for a little bit. I have a cup of tea in front of me. I have this article that I wrote that's seven tips to actually put the happy back into the holidays. And it's so funny, in Michigan, I did this workshop years ago called Putting the Happy Back into the Holidays. And I really did it for myself. It was such a tumultuous experience going home for the holidays those first couple of years after college. I really needed to learn how to have a better experience. So I started, as you do, or as I did, I started teaching workshops at my yoga studio and at this really cool store in town. And it was just this weird workshop I did. I think I even years ago recorded an episode about it on the podcast. So if you really go back into the archive, you could probably find that. But anyway, this is kind of where I'm at with the holidays now. I'll kind of talk through this article and then I'll give you a preview of what you can expect 
from Let It Out in the new year and do some likes and learns. And basically, this is just us having a little holiday party, having some cozy tea. I just had a cookie. You know, it's the holiday, so tis the freaking season. Okay, so for me as a kid, I was lucky enough to grow up with mostly joy and excitement around the holidays. But most of that magic faded and morphed into stress the older that I got. And now when I have friends who crank up the Christmas tunes immediately after Halloween, my anxiety also ramps up and it peaks in these last two weeks of the year, which I'm in right now. It's such an interesting time. I chatted about this with my therapist and friends so much until I realized that I'm not alone. Not only is it the onset of annual seasonal affective syndrome, which I definitely have, there's also an unrealistic cultural expectation in that we're forced to maintain everything else that we have to do on a daily basis, like work and life and maintaining your relationships, while also layering on the added stresses of the season, which can range from financial pressures and buying gifts to so many more social obligations, and then just tying up the end of year life things like taxes and making sure that everything is kind of wrapped up for the end of the year. And I realized that our culture idealizes the last few weeks of the year as this magical time where we're expected to smile more and work less. Yet for me and many others, everything from overcommitting to social engagements to family drama, all of that tends to overshadow the anticipated joy. And I think it's the unrealistic expectations that we set for ourselves to have a wonderful life as we watch it on TV that really makes me feel the opposite of how we're culturally supposed to feel. Maybe if we just collectively lowered our expectations for holiday bliss, we could actually have some holiday ease. And the last few years haven't been a walk in winter wonderland for me. Each year when I return home, I come back a little bit more self-aware and there's always a weird argument or a moment where I feel like I've completely reverted to becoming a teenager. Every year is different. Every day is different. Sometimes I feel like I am in such a good, happy spot in my normal day-to-day life and then I come home from the holidays or I come home to the holidays and I'm just this little kid again. I'm getting in the same arguments with my mom as I did when I was 12 (laughs) and I've completely reverted. And I think Ram Dass says this thing that if you're enlightened, go home and spend time with your family and see how enlightened you are. And I, I also heard somebody say once, your family gets under your skin so much and presses your buttons so much because they're the ones that put them there. And I really relate to that so much. There's so many petty arguments and weird drama because I think our family maybe sees us as children and it's hard for them to pivot out of that, which I'm not a parent, but I weirdly understand how that would be hard. And whether you're spending time with family or you're not spending time with family and that makes you sad, or you're spending time with friends or you're doing something different this year, or you're doing something the same this year and you'd wish you said no to it, It's all complicated. And this time of year, everything is kind of heightened, right? I kind of feel like it's a time of year where we're all cartoon characters of ourselves. 
I have accumulated some tools to try to improve my experience of the season. And I'm about to give you everything I've picked up and I plan to include in my tool belt this year. I am going back to Michigan and spending some time with my family. Think of this really just as your first holiday buffet. Hopefully you're listening to this maybe while you're traveling or getting ready for the season, maybe wrapping gifts or I don't know what you're doing, but take the tools that resonate with you from what I'm about to give you out for a spin and leave the rest or maybe tell them to someone who needs them. Maybe your experience of the holidays is really a delight where it's all easy and chill and calm and you really enjoy time with your family. And you know, that's great. Can you do a podcast for me? Because I want to know how you do that. But I think we're all just really different. You know, our families are all really different. The way we relate to our families is different. Creating boundaries too. I'll, I'll get to this, but I recently was on a flight home from Denver yesterday, actually, and I didn't buy the internet and I just read all of those open tabs of articles that I have on my computer. So many articles. And I read this really great one from the New York Times about saying no and how to do that. And instead of reading that fully out loud, I took some notes that really resonated with me. And I'll get to that at the end in the likes and learn section. But back to the tools that I'm going to be using and I've learned that help me a bit with the holidays. So, okay, the first one is focus on the good. I tend to focus on all the areas of lack in my life year round, I do this, but particularly during the holiday season. And I start comparing my outfits and my meals and my parties and my gifts and my experiences to everyone else's on the internet. And this leads to dread and pressure and stress. And honestly, I was just kind of doing it as I was talking to you like, oh man, some people have such a simple holiday experience where they really enjoy it. And it's just easy. And it just, it is what it is. And for me, it's this like big, tumultuous, complicated thing. And I think that's just my nature. But if I stopped comparing my holiday experience to other people's, I could just have one and it would be fine. So that's what I'm going to try to do this year. An activity I've started doing with myself is making a list of all the things I do actually enjoy about my version of the holidays in the preseason. So maybe you could do that today or while you're listening, or you could pause this and maybe you could even do it and take a photo of it and tag me on Instagram so I could see and use the hashtag let it out pod so we could all see. That'd be really cool. Anyway, write down all the things you do like about the holidays. During some of the particularly dark years, I've admittedly had to like really dig for things that I actually enjoy about the holidays, but just the act of jotting down these positive things to look forward to really helps me focus on the time off work and the comfort of the world slowing down in these last two weeks, focusing on that rather than the dysfunction or, you know, the sadness that can kind of come with this time of the season. Okay, the next thing that I'm doing this year is giving and receiving with ease, (laughs) or I'm trying to. Receiving can be awkward, and giving can come with an equal amount of pressure. In fact, I wrote an entire essay about that, about my weird, complicated hangups with giving and receiving, which I will link to in the show notes and maybe read that one in the future. It's from about a year ago. 
But anyway, what I found is that the best gifts aren't expensive. Rather, they're homemade and they're from the heart or they're things that you genuinely enjoy and want to share your excitement over with someone else. This way, if you focus on these sorts of things, from the heart, homemade, something you genuinely enjoy and have and like, and you want to get one for someone else, I think if it's in one of those three categories, it's going to be great no matter what. And this takes the pressure away from finding the perfect gift for someone. And it allows you to find the gift that would be the most fun for you to give. And then the receiver is going to feel that. You know what I mean? And then in regards to receiving, this one's really tough for me. I'm a minimalist who doesn't like to have a lot of things. So being gifted is is hard for me. Either I immediately plan on how I can re-gift it <laughs> Or if it's something I genuinely want, I stress about how I can reciprocate with an equally as generous gift to the person who gave me the gift. So either way, it's stressful, whether I want it or I don't want it. These both become instances where if I was actually being present, the real gift is giving the giver my presence, right? Just being present for the present, (laughs) And I've learned that I'm robbing the giver of the cozy feeling that they're looking for of giving someone a gift by not receiving it with grace. So there's actually a friend of mine that I met in Denver last week. Her name is Carly, and she makes these, she's a host, a TV host for kids programming. And she wrote this song for kids about saying, thank you for thinking of me when you get a gift. And I found the whole song really, really helpful. It's on her Instagram and I'll link to it in the show notes. Lately, I've been trying to be more present and genuinely accept the gesture regardless of how I feel about the actual gift. And that helps me out a ton. I'm not great at it, honestly. Gifts are weird, you know? This year I'm trying to just like give less gifts and just, you know, take someone out to dinner or have an experience with someone. I prefer experiences than gifts. If you're uh, shopping for me, I would take travel over a gift anytime. But anyway, yeah, that's, that's my thoughts on gifts. I don't really do a wish list or like tell people what I want, but I did do a whole gift guide, I guess. Those are all really things I have. Anyway, if you want the gift guide, the link is in the show notes for that of things that I would gift myself. I don't know. Gifting is complicated. That's where I'm at with it. I would love to know what you think about gifting. Maybe comment that on my Instagram. I'll do a post about gifting and we can chat about it there. Okay. Next up, minimize family drama. I already basically talked about this, but I tend to revert to old childhood behaviors and patterns around my family. These traits that I feel far removed from in the non-holiday life, no matter how much therapy I do or how many self-help books I read, there's just something about family that presses my buttons more than anything else. And I found that slowing down and trying to enjoy the moment and just being present and accepting my family exactly as they are without trying to change them or to show them how much I've changed without any expectations or desire to have them change, just accepting them and being present and enjoying whatever the experience is as much as I can is so much harder to do than I'm saying, but it's definitely the best way to go. If I can actually not be reactive and not let things get to me and just be present, that's the best. 
when I'm able to step back and actually appreciate all of their unique quirks and just how they are, it's really helpful and beautiful. And you can kind of look at it as like an anthropological study of like, huh, this is how they are. And this is why I am how I am in my relationships, because I picked this up from here. And it's just like, huh, I have these interesting data points to gather and bring back to my therapy and to my personal growth in the off season. And then lastly, one other thing about family is caffeine. I heard this somewhere else, but apparently the energy of family can sometimes be very slow and stagnant. And that's kind of my experience of it. And I heard this from a healer. So they said that adding caffeine, whether it's coffee or tea, can help balance this out and make you more present. So I don't actually drink caffeine at all in normal daily life, but I've been having herba mate tea, which not only keeps me warm, but kind of keeps me a little bit more present and sharp with my family, which is interesting. You know, you would think you would want that while you're working or while you're doing something where you need, you know, all of your brain power. But for some reason, it's like a drug that helps me in this instance. So I don't know if it would if you drink caffeine on the regular, but I don't know, maybe caffeinate around your family apparently can help kind of balance out the heavy, slow energy. We can't talk about the holidays without talking about food and drinks. Because after all, what are the holidays without food and drink, right? That is the best part. And there are so many articles on the internet right now at your fingertips that you could find outlining how to avoid overindulging during the holidays. I just completely disagree with that school of thought. For me, I believe the holidays are a time to indulge and truly enjoy special food and drinks that you don't get to have any other time of year. And trust me, denying yourselves these pleasures will likely lead to feeling deprived and binge eating later or just being hangry and crabby. And you know the worst thing to add to weird family time is being hangry. You know, like if caffeine helps, being hangry while everyone else is enjoying food is the biggest buzzkill and just will make you feel terrible. And don't get me wrong, overindulging and feeling uncomfortable is not a great feeling either. Those articles on the internet will give you lots of tips about how to not go to a party hungry and eat breakfast before a day that you know you're having a big dinner. And those are all great. Take care of yourself and bring something that you know is nourishing and you really enjoy. If it's a potluck, that's fine. But also just enjoy the food without thinking about it too much. That's always been way more helpful for me. And as much as I have overindulged and felt uncomfortable, I've also over-deprived myself and missed out on the connection that can come from sharing a special meal. I've sat on my hands and been like, oh, I'm not eating that or I'm not eating this. And, you know, it makes the family drama worse. It makes me feel uncomfortable because I'm not participating and I'm not enjoying the moment. And I'm not saying that I like have to eat every single thing that's offered and I have to fully participate in everything. That's not what I do at all, but participating enough, right? Like connecting enough. Enjoyment of the season should come not only from food, 
but also from conversations and connections and traditions. And some of those do involve food, but I think if there's less pressure on the food to be everything, if you're doing, you're connecting in all these other ways, the food can become secondary and not the entree of the event, if you will. I'm so sorry, there's construction happening outside of my building and wherever I go, it follows me. So I've, I've re- tried recording this in like eight different areas of the apartment, but I'm almost done. The last thing I really want to say is make realistic expectations. I'm someone who tends to take on more than is comfortable. Even during the off season, I put so much on my plate and I'm doing so many different things. So if I'm not careful and I don't purposely pace myself, the holidays can become a time of completely unmanageable busyness. And that's hard to avoid. I have divorced parents and I have all these friends and family and family friends and my family and my boyfriend's family and all of these different people I want to see. It's hard and you have to prioritize a little bit and, and shuffle things around and Anyway, it's rough. So maybe make a list and prioritize the important activities you have coming up. As much as I'll ignore it, the fact is I can't do everything. And the more honest and realistic I am about what I want to do and what I don't want to do, it helps me to be more present where I do choose to spend my time. And I can have this cozy, meaningful, long interaction in one place rather than a hurried surface level conversation where I'm concerned about getting to the next thing because I only have so much time. So I think long, meaningful connections opposed to little short sound bites. I mean, look at my podcast for gosh sakes. I It's long, right? That's just my nature. So maybe for you, it's popping in and out to a bunch of different parties and that works for you, but maybe that's your human design. <laughs> Go back to the episode with Jen and Zoe when we talk about that. For me, I'm the person at the party who just sits there and kind of lets people come to me and I talk to one person at a time instead of, you know, kind of bopping around and and talking to everyone. But anyway, tis the season to be jolly to yourself. So amp up the self-care rather than abandoning it during this time of year, which is what I tend to typically do, but I do find when I maintain my usual routines like movement and meditation and journaling, I feel more myself and I can stay connected in my body rather than disassociate from my body, which is what I typically do in these family settings or in these holiday party settings is like I completely disassociate. So I'm unaware of my hunger and fullness. I'm not present in conversations because I'm not really there. I'm not really in my body. And don't get me wrong. This is really tough during the holidays to take all of your routines with you with all of the distractions and travel, but it's so important to try to maintain at least some of them and bring, you know, a lot of them can come with you easily, like journaling. Journaling is such a great one. And if you miss a day, don't beat yourself up over it. Just simply return to your routines when you can. And maybe it's not all of your routines, but what can you sprinkle in? Some of my favorite self-care practices to maintain during the holiday season are walking, like going on a walk wherever I am, journaling, spending some time alone to set intentions and reflect on the year, and then saying no to invitations. That's a 
big one. That's a big self-care thing. And leaving the party whenever I want without feeling bad about it. I have more in that in the likes and learns section, but that is like a huge self-care thing. And then just create calendar space to say yes to yourself. You know, when you say no to a holiday party, that's maybe saying yes to yourself, but no, are you saying no to a holiday party because you're scared that the food might not be what you want there or that you might feel weird and awkward. And those things might be true, but that's living life. You know what I mean? That's having a real experience and growth isn't always comfortable. It can be comfortable, but sometimes growth is going to the weird holiday party and eating the weird food and feeling okay about it and learning about yourself. And then going back to your, you know, weird wellness routines when you get back, right? I don't really have the answers or know anything, but I do know I feel better when I slow down, when I'm present, when I'm talking to someone and I'm myself. And also wear clothes that fit, wear clothes that are comfortable, that you feel good in, that you've worn before. Don't wear a new thing to a holiday party and don't wear anything tight, especially if you're eating food that you don't usually eat or you want to enjoy food, like just... Don't wear a thing that's really tight around your waist or you'll have to unbutton or or feel chill to unbutton it. But I like to wear flowy things and stretchy things, cute things, like not like yoga pants necessarily, but just something that I feel really comfortable and cozy in. And I also heard this thing where to create boundaries with your family or if you're feeling like you can't be as creative or you can't be yourself or you just feel kind of depleted when you come back from the holidays, which is something that I have had happened to me before, wear a really fuzzy, thick sweater that you like a lot because A, you know, it might be cold (laughs) and B, it can be this barrier. I did not make this up. I heard this somewhere. I just don't remember where, but a therapist said to someone, put on this holiday sweater and envision it as your shell, your like protective shell where like nothing can get in and none of your energy can leak out and it will protect you. So just like I don't know, maybe come up with a special sweater that you pack in your bag or you bring with you. might be helpful. Again, this is just a buffet of everything I've learned and I'm going to try to remember this year to teach us to learn, right? So I don't know. Tell me your tips. How do you handle this? I really do want to know. We're going to take a quick break to thank the sponsors. Then I will be back with likes and learns. But first, let me remind you, if you have a jingle or a song or you know someone who likes making jingles or songs and you want to make a jingle or song for the likes and learns section, I will send you a huge gift. And I would love your feedback on what you guys want to hear if I go and get a song made for us. So what is the likes and learns jingle that you want to hear? Let me know. And for right now, I'll be back with my likes and learns and what you can expect coming up on the next season, the next year of Let It Out, BRB. Over here at Let It Out, we are on the go, and that's why we love Care-of Vitamins, one of the reasons. Care-of is a monthly subscription vitamin service made from effective, quality ingredients personally tailored to your exact needs. Here's a big reason why I love them. They have a quiz that you go to their website and take. It's fun. It's online. It asks you questions about your health goals, your lifestyle choices, how often you're going to the bathroom, how much you're sleeping takes about five minutes, but it reminds me of the quizzes I would take in like Seventeen Magazine, and I love me a good personality 
quiz or a health quiz. 90% of people fall short of the FDA's recommended guidelines for at least one vitamin or nutrient. And Care-of's quiz can help you identify the vitamins you need to get back on track with feeling your best. I love them. They're delivered right to my door in these easy to remember, very beautiful packaging, personalized containers, these daily packs. And a new thing that they're doing or new to me is that a portion of every sale goes towards the Good Foundation, which provides expectant mothers in need a valuable prenatal vitamin. They also have a new delicious nutrient-packed quick stick powder that can be added to your monthly delivery for an extra easy boost whenever you need it. Very cool. Again, I love using them. I always toss them in my bags so I can remember to actually take my vitamins during the day. And they're great for travel. And I've actually saved money using Care-of than I would have used buying all the supplements that I needed to take. And here's another update. I have taken the quiz again, and I highly recommend, you know, if you've been on Care-of for a while, take the quiz again and see where you are today because I've completely changed out some of the vitamins that I've been taking over the time that I've been using them. So if you want to try them out for 25% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins, visit takecareof.com and enter the code Katie at checkout. That's K-A-T-I-E, my name at checkout. Again, for 25% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins, visit takecareof.com and enter the code Katie at checkout. It's really cool that a company I love so much is sponsoring today's podcast. I've been using Sustain and their products for years. I even had one of their founders, Minka, on the podcast years ago just because I love her and what she's doing and this company. Sustain is your one-stop shop for all your vagina-friendly products, including condoms, tampons, lube. They make these really great wipes that I love using. And what do we mean by vagina-friendly? Well, you know, organic, vegan, fair trade. We're talking sustainably made. And of course, free of synthetic ingredients commonly found in these products. And why is that important? Because, you know, vaginas are actually the most absorbent, porous part of your body. So what goes inside there is really important. Here's the thing. Sustain is so wonderful because they make their products from 100% organic cotton. They're free of parabens and synthetic ingredients. They can be delivered right to your door. You can get them at the store. And they're really your one-stop shop for all your vagina-friendly essentials. I use their products. I use their tampons. I use their condoms. I love them. And here's the thing. Minka is not the only founder. She actually founded the company with her dad. The founders are a father-daughter team with deep roots in creating natural products. Jeffrey, Minka's dad, founded Seventh Generation many moons ago and obviously has a passion for creating natural products. And Minka has this long-standing passion for women's sexual and reproductive health. They make the perfect pair to bring sustain to the market. I love this company and I really think they're doing wonderful things. They even give 10% of their profits to women's healthcare organizations, which is so great because over 20 million women in the U.S. lack access to reproductive healthcare. 
I really think they're great and I'd love it if you check them out. So right now, you as a listener of this podcast can get 20% off your first time order and free shipping when you go to sustainnatural.com and use the code let it out at checkout. That's sustainnatural.com and use the code let it out for 20% off your order. Sustain is your one-stop shop for all your vagina-friendly products that you can put into your vagina. All right, welcome back to the next installment of Likes and Learns. This week, we'll start with what I am liking. I mentioned at the beginning that I am drinking some tea, and I'm always drinking tea, especially in the winter and the summer. Let's be real. I'm drinking hot tea at all times because if it is below honestly 80 degrees, I'm uncomfortably cold. (laughs) It's a personal problem that I have. And people in my life had told me repeatedly to stop complaining that I'm cold. So I'm trying to not do that. And I'm just, you know, finding tools to to make it better, (laughs) like drinking tea. I stopped drinking caffeine this year because I got really anxious this year. And I love herba mate. I haven't been a caffeine, a coffee drinker really at all in my life. Although I did love a sugary coffee drink when I was in college. Like I would get this thing called, oh, I don't even remember what it was called. Something hurricane or something at this coffee shop called Espresso Royale, which I think is a chain, but I always thought was just this cool independent coffee shop in my hometown slash my college town, same place for me. But I'm pretty sure they're everywhere. They're at least in a couple places in Michigan. The point is, caffeine really affects me. And I was drinking a lot of herba mate in the morning after I ate a full meal, but I would still just find that I had a couple cups of it. And it just gave my anxiety. It was like pouring gas over a fire, right? It just like made everything heightened. So I stopped drinking it. I don't know, sometime around the spring, but I love the taste of green tea. I love jasmine green tea in particular so much. I used to down it in high school, like all morning long, I would have this jasmine green tea. So I found these tea bags that are called Beauty Make Skin Tea. Beauty Mate, M-A-T-E, skin tea. I, I just found it at a health food store one day and I picked them up. They taste like green tea, but they don't have any caffeine in them. And they have some really great herbs that I think have actually helped with my skin. I have really acne prone skin. And so the main ingredient is motherwort, this well-known Chinese herb. And it also has astragalus and some other Chinese herbs. The brand is Health King. You can get it on Amazon. It's like eight bucks. I'll put the link in the show notes, but they use pollution-free forests to mine the ingredients. And I just really like this tea. It's so easy. And I put it on, on the go when I was traveling, you know, I just put it in my bag and I'll have tea bags of it on the plane. I'll just ask for hot water or at the airport, I'll ask for hot water. And I go through so many of these tea bags. I love them so much. When I'm home, I love making infusions. And I think I've talked about this definitely on the blog and in my newsletter, but there's this store called Flower Power, which is another one of my likes. And they are so wonderful. Everyone in there kind of looks like Stevie Nicks and it's magical and wonderful. And I get all these different herbs and I've been making infusions with nettle and oat straw and raspberry leaf, which is great for 
hormonal health. And I think helped me get my period back, which came back. Yay. Anyway, the point is that's hard to do on the go. And this Health King Beauty Mate Herb Tea Bag is great for on the go. So just a little thought, maybe you'll like it too. It's such a simple thing that gives me so much joy and I'm drinking it right now. So that's something I've been liking. And especially with the holidays, like what can you take with you in your bag to make you feel like home regardless of if you're at home or not? So for me, it's a bunch of these tea bags. It's some snack bars I really like, which I'll link to in the show notes that I know they go down real easy. Like they give me some protein. They make me feel good. I like how they taste. I just know it goes well. You know, it's not to say that I'm not going to try different things during the holiday season, but it's nice to know I have these things to kind of ground me. There's also this candle brand that has a top on it that smells really good and cozy and it's great for travel. And I'll bring that with me. It's like a soy wax candle. You can also get it on Amazon. I think it's like 10 bucks. I travel with that. I always travel with my journal and like a book that I'm going through. I'll have one on audiobook. I'm still reading Busy Phillips memoir and I just listen to her at night and it makes me feel cozy. And usually I laugh and makes me feel feelings. And I just really enjoy that. Also her late night show, you can watch, it's on E, it's called Busy Tonight. I'm like her fangirl, obviously, but you can watch episodes of it or at least clips of it on YouTube, which is what I've been doing. So that might be something, you know, on your computer, on your phone, even just like watching something that's cozy to you. I always bring my journal, like I said, and kind of a book that I'm going through, one on Audible and one on actual, like a paper copy of a book. And the book I'm reading right now that I've been reading for a while, and I'm, I'm not really even reading it anymore. I'm done with it, but I've just kind of been going through the exercises in it. It's called How to Not Always Be Working by Marley Grace. And one thing that you can expect for the new season is that Marley is going to be a guest. I'm actually interviewing her tomorrow if you're listening to this the day I'm recording it, which you're definitely not because it's not even coming out for a couple of days after that. But I'm interviewing her this week that you're listening to this. She's in New York. She lives in California, but we're both from Michigan. And so she'll be coming on the podcast. We're also going to be talking about psychedelics more in the podcast. I'm interviewing someone named Adam Strauss. He's a comedian and he has this wonderful show in New York City. It's this one-man show that was just happened to be at the theater below my apartment in the East Village. And it's called The Mushroom Cure. And I loved the show so much. He talks about anxiety and his anxiety in particular manifests around decision-making. And so does mine. And I've never related to a piece of art as much as that one. And so I knew instantly I wanted Adam to come on the podcast. And there's going to be more solo episodes and more guest hosts in the new year. And just so much more. I'm I'm launching a lot of new things and I'm going to be just kind of going into a creative cocoon this winter and making more stuff. And I want to hear from you. Who do you want to see on the podcast? Who do you want to hear from? How do you want it to be structured? Do you want shorter episodes, longer episodes? Let me know in the listener Facebook group over the next couple of weeks because I will take that to heart and I will make good on it in the new year. I promise. So join the listener Facebook group. Also, I want to mention Kripalu again one more time before I get to my learns for the week. I am so excited. I've been writing what I'm going to be talking about and I'm not even really going to be talking much. It's going to be very experiential. We're going to be talking about what our blocks are to our goals and changing our relationships to goals because a lot of the goals that we set are 
coming from external factors. Like, do we actually want the things that we want? We're going to go really, really deep to figure out if you actually want them and then why you want them and then what the blocks are to making them happen or receiving them in any way. And we're going to connect and have community and support around this. It's going to be this intimate group of people who start the new year by hitting the ground running all together, focusing on our goals and desires and our word of the year and totally remixing our resolutions. I'm so excited. I, I'm honestly genuinely like, I cannot wait. And then we're going to all support each other in the new year. So I'll talk about this more in the podcast, but for now, if you're thinking about coming to Kripalu, but you're not sure, email me, like email my personal email, katie at katiedevlet.com. I will write you back. I just want to figure out if it's right for you or not. Like it might not be, and that's cool. We can talk about your goals or something, but if it is right for you, I think you should come. You know, it's a really good time of year actually because a lot of people have it off those days and it might be a good time to do something for yourself, like a gift to yourself to come to this. All right, this brings me to my learn, the thing that I've learned in the last week that I want to share with you, the last one of 2018. I've learned a lot this year. And a big thing that I've learned is that we all have within us a gaping hole, (laughs) like a just, you know, black hole of emptiness, right? Like of existential, maybe it's sadness sometimes, maybe it's joy sometimes, but there's this hole and we fill it to not have to feel whatever feelings are in there. We fill it with different things. We pack it full of sometimes food. I often pack it full of food to not have to feel, or I pack it full of planning and controlling and thinking about what I'm going to do and how my day is going to be or work or controlling my food or relationships or drugs or sex or entertainment news. I don't know what you fill it with. Netflix, your phone, my phone. I definitely fill mine with my phone. But the truth is we all have to fill it with something. That's okay because you can't feel all the things in this gaping hole all the time. Sometimes you can, and that's turning to your journal or whatever to feel your feelings. I talked about this last week. It's kind of like poop. It's like, go back to hear that analogy on poop, but basically it's like, sometimes you can poop and you can let it out. And other times you have to hold it in and that's okay. But eventually you're going to have to let it out. But I was just thinking about this gaping hole and the fact that we all are trying to fill it with something, but try to fill it with something good, something useful, something helpful. And that's not always possible, but at least give yourself a lot of options. So what I mean by that is I was traveling a lot this week. I was going to Denver and back and it's a long flight, you know? And when I was a kid and we would go on a road trip, my mom would always pack me my car things, right? Like my, my games and my tools and my, I'd have like a pencil and coloring. And I would also have like a bunch of books and I'd have something to listen to. I don't know. I had a bunch of toys and like stuff. And I do that still as an adult. I'm like, okay, I have my computer. I have my book. I have my journal. I have my snacks. I have this task that I want to do on my phone. And I have this article I want to read and I open tabs and I like gave myself my essentially like my plain entertainment. Right. So I was filling the gaping hole. Like we all have to fill it with something. And when you remove a bad habit, right? Like when you remove drinking excessively or you remove 
turning to your phone or you remove something that you don't want to do anymore. You have to add something else back in. You know, in my eating disorder recovery, I remember the moment where I was like, oh, I was dieting all the time. I need to bring something else in to replace that now. So I started doing improv and I took a stand-up comedy class and I started listening to comedy podcasts instead of wellness podcasts. And I had to fill that space with something else. I couldn't just take it away. You can't just quit cold turkey. Like you have to add in something else. So think about, you know, if you're taking away a bad habit, how can you add a new one, a good one, a better one? Anyway, just some thought, especially as you might be going into travel, like what articles do you want to read that you haven't read or or what things do you want to accomplish or what can you add into your life to fill that gaping hole inside of you where for me, you know, I kind of have a tendency towards melancholy and a tendency towards sadness and a tendency towards filling that with feeling like I'm alone and no one cares and I am just really sad. (laughs) But I know that's not true most of the time. And I know that hard things might happen, but I can handle them. My boyfriend gave me this mantra that he heard on another podcast. I think it was my brother, my brother and me, which I don't even listen to, but he really likes. And the host said, I might have shared this before in the podcast, but I'll share. It's worth sharing again because it's been really helpful to me. It's this like, yeah, mantra or quote where it's, this is hard, but I can handle it. And I think if I, that's a, a way of filling the gaping hole that's you know filled with loneliness or fear or guilt or whatever, feeling not good enough. But if you can fill it with, something good, something true, something interesting to give your mind a bone, give the whole something good. Okay. I'm going to leave you with that. Speaking of, I read a bunch of articles on the plane while I was traveling. Like I said, I, I have all of these open tabs during the week that I never get to because I end up getting distracted by emails or work or notifications. And I just never take the time to read these long form articles. But on the plane, I did that instead of purchasing the internet. So I couldn't click the hyperlinks and get distracted. I would just read one and then read another. And there's this great New York Times article about journaling and the health benefits of journaling for creativity and mental health and communication, which I will link to. And I do suggest reading that in its entirety. I really do. It's so good. And there's this other article that I read from the New York Times called How to Say No This Holiday Season. The holiday season is a nightmare. It's time for you to wake up. That's the subtitle. It's by Darcy Wilder. And it came out just a couple weeks ago on November 19th. And I read it on the plane and I took some notes for you. So I thought, you know, going back to that person who's dyslexic and would benefit from me summarizing some of the main points that I'm taking away from this article, as well as, you know, just reading some of it out loud. It's such a great article. So I'll link to it and you should read it in its entirety. The writer is funny and genuine and it's helpful and it will make you laugh. And I loved it. But I'll just read to you now as we part ways for a couple weeks, some of these takeaways I had gotten from that article. Here's a paragraph I really liked from that article. 
What would have happened if we were better rested, if our energy was better preserved, if we managed our time and said what we really meant? Rarely do we approach whether or not we give eight hours of sleep to ourselves with the same guilt as we do to if we attended a party or not. Even when, according to sleep expert Matthew Walker, sleep deprivation prevents the brain from remembering information, creating new memories, and sustaining emotional well-being. And here's another part of the article that I really liked that speaks about leaving parties and saying no, and I think it's just really relevant for this time of year. She says, sometimes it's far weirder to go through the formal etiquette we've been scolded into following, like saying goodbye to everyone at a party. In reality, it gets awkward and strange as you hold a tiny funeral for the night with every person you know, as if your presence matters so much to everyone at the gathering. And the last little part I loved from this article, again, read the whole thing, but she talks about being vague. And even if you have a guilty conscience, rather than confessing your sins and making up some kind of traumatically embarrassing thing from 2003 that is butterflied affect its way to be the reason that you have to flake on a karaoke birthday party, no one needs to hear the whole story. So unless it's your best friend or someone with really high clearance on intimacy, and if they're up there, they should understand anyway, she says to rely on it's not a good time or something came up or working on stuff or not feeling it tonight. And you don't have to tell the whole truth, but you just have to be sincere Because, you know, we're not monsters, as she says. And I really related to this so much. I kind of feel like I need to make up these big monstrous excuses instead of just saying, like, not feeling it tonight or something came up. I I just can't even imagine saying that. But that is, that's just all people need, you know? And she says to try using words and ideas that they understand and share, which brings you closer to each other than just using, you know, jargon of I'm on a deadline versus stuck at work. Although maybe for that person, they can't relate to that, but maybe they can relate to being on a deadline. So just tailoring it to the person. I thought that was really helpful. Anyway, there's a lot more helpful information in that article. And I think you should read it if you want to, maybe on a plane. I love you guys so much. Happy New Year. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy holidays. I'm so grateful that you're listening, that you're still listening all the way to the end. Support the sponsors. Check out the gift guide. I hope I see you at Kripalu. And that is it for 2018. I'm going to share way more about where I am and what's going on with me and just all the feelings I'm feeling in the new year. But for now, I'll see you on Instagram. Bye. Bye.